Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, it's your host, Jordan Halstead, and I've got Micah and Alicia. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm pretty stoked, not just excited. I am on fire for this episode because last time we were recording, you called out my excitement. I was just telling you, I'm on cloud (laughs) nine for this one, Micah. So we are going to be talking about Marvel, um, just the MCU and and some some meta stuff that's going on with it right now. Um, I'm really, really excited. I'm stoked for this. So guys, uh, how are you guys doing? And are you excited about this episode? So I I, I once watched a show, and this is a while ago, and it's a reality show. And they were making fun of this one guy. And he's like, man, I'm so excited. And they look at him and they're like, Jimmy, if somebody died, you'd be excited. So that's kind of how I feel and how I'm reminded every time we we start an episode. Every time we record, you're like, I'm really excited. I'm like, are you really? Are you really excited? Or are you really, really excited? I'm stoked. And my response was going to be, I don't think that we're ever going to be as excited as you. Oh, no. I'm holding the team for that one, for the excitement level. I'm, (laughs) I'm the cheerleader over here. Like, give me an M. Give me a C. Give me a U. What's that spell? MCU. Like, I'm stoked for this. She's like, <laughs> no, I'm excited that in like, you know, 40 or 45 minutes, I'm going to get to go to bed because it's an hour <laughs> later in the East coast and you're in central pine um, I'm behind you guys. By and, I have to, and I'm also <laughs> thankful that tomorrow is Friday. <laughs> so it's the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited True. about that. Jordan. <laughs> We're all excited okay. just for different things. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. So a little bit of backstory behind this. I was, plotting and planning some episodes and i was like guys i really want to do this um the the marvel has just been pushing out a lot of content recently that is not mcu like in the mcu as much as it is just inspired by mcu and we haven't really talked about it outside of this episode yet so um they're along for this ride just as much as our, our listeners are um so i'm really excited about this for you guys but did you guys see that uh, when Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania came out earlier this year, that they were pushing out the book for uh, Ant-Man where it says, look out for the little guy. Did you guys see that it came out? Yes. No. Okay. So so this this is really cool, Alicia. They, in the movie, he writes like an autobiography. Right. I remember that part. Yeah. It was an outcry from the fans. Please write this book. We will do that. And they hired someone to write it from scott lang's perspective well and And i can i can remember seeing the movie and i think one of the things that we said either on the podcast or conversation that micah and i had after we saw it was how funny would it be if they actually released that book yeah so so they ended up doing that and so like i've read the the free scripting on it i plan on eventually getting it um but i'm like i just needed the time before i before i invest in that Um, but the, the scripting is so funny and you can hear Paul Rudd's voice in your head reading it. And I'm like, please do the audio book, but please have, uh, Luis read it for us. Like that's what I want. Okay. Okay. I will, I would be on board because I, I, I do read a fair amount, but I do really like audio books. Um, it's easy when I'm walking or when I'm doing dishes, it's just an easy thing to just put on. Um, that I can not have to watch. Um, I would be on board for either one of those commentaries. Yeah. I just like, you know, I'm okay if Paul Rudd comes and does it, but I would absolutely love if the character of Luis comes in and he's like, yo, my best friend, he wrote a book and yeah. like, he kind of <laughs> kind of starts it off. Like I just, oh my that gosh, really Queen, you came in and did that. 
Oh my gosh. I would, I would, I would love it. I would be, so, I would be there for it. So that book dropped early September. So it was like, okay. I think September 1st or September 15th, something like that. It, it dropped. And then like a week or two later, I think it was the first, cause I think the 15th is when this one dropped. Do you guys remember Hawkeye when uh, he goes in, in the, in the show and he goes to Rogers, the musical. Mm-hmm. So Disneyland this summer went in and put together Rogers, the musical in a 30 minute show at Disneyland. That's funny. And then they dropped the album two weeks after the book came out. And so it's a 30 minute album telling the story of Steve Rogers from like, Hey, we're doing the U S opening night. And like from him starting with trying to sign up as a skinny boy all the way until he mm-hmm. leaves and goes back in end game back to Peggy, like the whole story of captain America all in 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they hit some really, really cool points. If you haven't checked it out yet, you definitely need to. It's it's one of those, like, they had, like, I wish it was more Hamilton style, where it was more like that speaking, talking, rapping kind of, like, continual story. Mm-hmm. It was more, like, like, wicked kind of style, where it was just very musical. Um, I mean, it was okay, it just... I wish it was more like Hamilton because they, they kind of posed it that way, but they've got one song called end of the line and mm-hmm. it's, it's just magic. Like just the whole song. I'm just like, <laughs> dude, this is gold. So I just wanted to start out with that. I didn't know if you guys had even seen those, those things yet or not. And I was like, Oh, it's so good. I haven't seen it or I so, hadn't seen it. Okay. Um, so, so with that, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about Marvel right now. I'm going through, uh, phase one and then now, and I'm mostly through phase two, I'm about two thirds of the way through. I've got age of Ultron and then Ant-Man, and then I'll be starting phase three. And we recently had talked about just the magic of that, that roller coaster ride when you get to like through phase one and phase two, and then three is just this beautiful amalgamation um, of just like everything coming together. So let's, let's ask this question first. What was your favorite movie in the MCU? Phase one through three. Let's start there. Like one from each or just one period? Let's just say one period. Make it really hard on you. I really want to kind of take you off and say Captain Marvel, but it's not. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. (laughs) I will say, though, while while I'm, I'll stall for time a little bit. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but I will say that it's definitely nostalgic for me because I grew up in the nineties. And yeah. so like the music, the pop culture, all of the references, like that for me was such a fun experience to, to see it through that lens. Um, but no, it wouldn't be my favorite. That's a, that's a tough question. I'm going to have to look up a list of all of them to really kind of just give you a, give you a good answer. So, so Captain America and the Winter Soldier turns 10 years old next year. And yeah, a decade with that movie, I still say it's my favorite. I know that movies like Endgame, Avengers, Infinity War were, were I mean, just iconic. But I wouldn't even throw those into the conversation. I, I'm talking like, I'm, I'm thinking pure, purely... Not a team movie in the sense yes. of like the the coming together of multiple single movies. Okay. Yeah, I would leave the Avengers movies out of it if if you're asking that question. 
Um, you said phases one through three. Yeah. Um, Alicia, do you have one picked? Jordan, what was yours? You said Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Does that count? Oh, absolutely, it counts. It's not a buddy. It's not a buddy movie, is it? Well, even even if you want to throw buddy movies in, it's just not an Avenger film. Because I would I would say Captain America Winter or uh, Civil War. You could you could argue either way. I wouldn't put Civil War in that conversation. I'm going to say go ahead and throw it in that conversation. If you want to use Civil War, you can. I wouldn't put it in the conversation is what I'm saying. Like, I just, because I don't think that film deserves it. <laughs> um, hmm. That's a good question. I think. Uh, you know what? Let's, let's. Having watched it recently, easier. I would, I would probably say Iron Man, the original. Okay. I, was I watched say, it recently. Want, you can, and you I was like one from each phase. Well, I was going to say like. No, make it tough. It's fine. No, just having watched it recently, that movie came out in 2008. And I'm like, it's still a good movie. Oh, yeah. And it set the tone for what we know now. So, yeah. I'd say Iron Man. I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok. I wondered. I thought that was going to be thrown in there. I, Which is I don't funny know. Because like, each of us chose a phase. <laughs> well, well I was trying to steer clear of buddy movies. Yeah, yeah. Eliminating the buddy movies kind of makes it a little bit more difficult. I if think. I didn't pick, if and this is completely random, uh, off the cuff, I would either choose, aside from Iron Man, I'd probably pick Ant Man, the original Ant Man. I was going to say if if I if you're going to mm-hmm. eliminate buddy films, I would probably choose Ant Man. I'd say Ant-Man, I'd say Iron Man, and I would Doctor Strange, the original, which is so different. Ooh, Homecoming. Mm. It was great. Love it. But it's it's kind of muddy, right? Like with the whole Sony Marvel. It it is a Marvel movie, but heck, I mean. That one's actually not on the list that I'm looking at anyway. Michael Keaton and his vulture. Oh, I know. Oh my God. Tom Holland. I don't know. Anyway, why all are right. you asking all this? Why are you asking that question? I just want to know what you if you had to sit back and, and think about it. I mean, we we're we're at this point where we're five phases in and I'm wa- rewatching these and I'm like, Oh my gosh, these movies still stand like four was actually really, really good after rewatching it. Cause I'm like, like like we had talked about with the Werewolf by Night episode, like it may get better. Well, Thor got better because Avengers. Like the first time I saw it, it was I thought it was trash. I was like, this is not a I didn't really care for it. But then you get into Avengers and it's continuing that story um with Loki and Thor. And then Thor the Dark World, like I sat back, I I didn't really like the first two Thor movies. And I sat back, I was like, actually, that wasn't that bad. It may not be my favorite, but it's, I don't think that Marvel's had too many flops. So. I and I think it's not in phases one through three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially through one through three. Like there was so many good things. Well, and I think that too, that if you, if you really want to have that conversation, like even the ones that we weren't super, super big fans of, I would say that other people like them for different reasons. Oh yeah. Like they weren't like horrible films. 
like we joke about things like the Eternals and Morbius and and some other projects. Like, just because they're not your cup of tea doesn't mean they're not going to be mine, or vice versa. So I'm going to flip the the script here. Which one do you think was your least favorite or your most forgettable? Incredible Hulk. In phases one. <laughs> phases one through three. <laughs> You even have to finish the question. My goodness, there you go. I just, like, we talked about it in the Werewolf by Night episode, and it kind of drug on and on. And I know that you've rewatched them recently, Jordan, but, like, I, I just, I can't get into that movie. Like, I love Hulk and Banner and every other thing, the Avengers movies, Thor, Ragnarok, every other project that he's been involved in. Mark Ruffalo, right? Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, like, it's, that a completely just wasn't different, Hulk. it's a completely different, <clears throat> you know. Not my Hulk. He's not my Hulk. No, he's just he's just a different character. Hashtag not my Hulk. <laughs> I'm gonna make a nerd talk shirt that on the back says hashtag not my Hulk. Not my Hulk. I just think that the, it just that movie sticks out, right? Especially in Phase One. If you just have Phase One by itself, like that movie really sticks out because it's just not as good as the other ones, in my opinion. That's fair. I would probably say that or Iron Man Three. Oh, I I just really? I, I, I have a I have a hard time watching that one. I don't Aww. know why. Uh, I I I don't know why. I just, do you hate Christmas? No. Yes, the Christmas movie. <laughs> I like Christmas. It has nothing to do with Christmas or my love for it. Because you hate Christmas, that's why. Oh, stop it! I I think it's funny because I really like the first Iron Man. Jordan, you love the second Iron Man, but I also love the third one. I'm not a big fan of. I like one. all of them. I, I, the more time that I've sat back and watched them, I'm like, yeah, I like them all. Well, you like it. Okay. Well, no, I don't. Because you ready for this one? My most forgettable, and I often forget about this movie. Ant Man and the Wasp. I like that one. I don't like that one. I always forget. Like I did not care for Ghost. I did not care for how little they used Bill Foster. I'm like, you could have done like this giant man versus Ant Man fighting scene. Like made that movie. And here's here's my problem. I loved him in Ant Man, and I forget all of the stuff that happened for him in Ant Man and the Wasp. The only thing that I remember. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing that oh my gosh yeah I, I do remember that scene. The That's only thing I that think. I remember about that that whole movie really that that stands out to me is the shrinking cars and like they go through this car chase and and then uh, is it is it Jimmy Woo um, where he's he's like you got to teach me that magic trick yeah like like you have small characters and small moments but it's like I I, I it wasn't some big thing for me. It's just, I just didn't care for it. All right. You got something real quick? No, I, I just, I enjoyed that one. Alicia and I watched that from time to time. I yeah. think that, I that's one of, I like all of them. I like all the animals. But I enjoy it more for Louise and the dynamic that he brings than I do for my, my lack of appreciation for ghosts. Because I, like, I wasn't a huge fan of the ghost thing, but I like it for other reasons. And I also think too that like, that was one of the most disappointing things for me about quantum mania was that they weren't in that movie. Yeah. Louise and company was just not in that. They weren't in that movie at all. And it's like, Oh yeah. I know it was trying to set up Kang and all that stuff, but like, come on, you could have had them 
not even in the quantum realm. They could have had them, you know, in San Francisco at the beginning and end of the movie or something. Like if they were in a cafe, like what if he was in the coffee shop that Scott goes to at the beginning of the movie or something like that? Um, But yeah, go ahead, Jordan. I just, you know, I, I sat back and I was thinking about, you know, what are some of those great moments that came from Marvel? If you had to, to even just say like a few, a handful of your favorite moments that came from phases one through three, what would, what would you put as a highlight? Like when, like, I'll just give you an example. Um, like there was a great comic book moment where uh, Spider-Man is, is under the rubble after Vulture like goes in and takes out all the pillars and he's like you missed me he's like i wasn't aiming for you and then it, he has to like push up the entire rubble like that is a comic book panel um come to life or like when civil war you see all of them facing off like that that's part of one of those panel situations like is there anything that that was a iconic moment for you that you're like man this was just a very very cool scene anything that stands out to you you're saying phases one through three yeah still or are you like expanding i mean we can we can talk about four and five here in a minute um but i want to touch one two and three because those kind of were the 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 beginning of where we're at uh alicia do you have anything or i'm still thinking my initial thought was just to say jeff goldblum but (laughs) the grandmaster yeah (laughs) <laughs> he's playing his piano. The melty stick. Um, it's not a multiple fence. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I already kind of gushed on the Captain Marvel, just the references of 90s pop culture. But again, that's just because of the time that I grew up. That really I, has nothing to do with references I've, to comic books or anything. I've references like in, in multiple episodes of Nerd Talk, Jordan, but like, the storytelling that you get from Ragnarok through Endgame, like the mm. consistency, I don't think that will ever be done again in the MCU. Like, I just love watching Thor Ragnarok, and at the end of it, the post credit scene, you see Thanos catch up to him after they finally, like, escaped Asgard and escaped Hela and all that stuff, and Asgard's not a place, it's a people. They're going to Earth, and then, oh, crap, here comes, here comes, uh, Thanos and his ship and his guys, they're getting ready to something's something bad's about to happen. And then you uh you flip on Infinity War, and it's like the first thing you hear is that Marvel scroll is rolling as you hear them like, oh, we're under attack, we're under attack. Like, and you see they pick up you right pick where they right left up. off. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the you get the whole, you know, you get to see Thanos in a different light for the first time. And, you know, we joke about it being Thanos' movie, but it is. And, you know, he He's, you know, choking Thor. He kills Loki. He kills Heimdall. Like, uh, Hulk gets thrown back to Earth and, you know, sets the tone for that whole movie, which is a masterpiece. And then you experience this great war in Infinity War, and then it leads right into Endgame and, like, grief, loss, hardship. But there's a chance that we could save it, and there's a, there's a chance, you know, of redemption. And then three hours later... Tony dies. I cry every stinking time. And it's like, they could have stopped right there and never made another, another Marvel project because they were good, right? The story was done. The story was told. But they kept going, which that's a whole separate story. But like, I would say the run from 
Thor Ragnarok through Endgame. And like back to Amen and the Wasp for a second. Like I remember when Alicia and I were in theaters and you like they do the press credit scene and Hank and uh what's her name? Hope, Hope and Janet. They get yeah, they get they get dusted. And we're like <gasps> No, like I remember seeing that in real time because like we were in the theaters when that happened and it was the post credit scene and you're like, oh, they just got snapped and like Endgame hadn't came out at that point. Right. So it was in between. What was it like Infinity War? Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, all that like and then they did Endgame. I think it was Infinity War and then Captain Marvel. uh, Captain no, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp and then Captain Marvel. And then Endgame came out. But like in between yeah. that, like you saw the dusting of, of of Hank and Hope. And so and then even in the beginning, you know, one of the beginning scenes of, of Endgame, when Hawkeye and you know is out on the farm with his kids, and Alicia just like hit me in the arm when we were in the theater. She's like, no. I was mad. She was so mad that, that Hawkeye's kids got dusted. Literally lost everything. Yep. So yeah, I would say that run of storytelling between those, you know, three to five movies was just really, really good. Did and I, I guess stall, I'll say, did I stall enough, Alicia, for you to? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, I, I guess I would say the um, he he does that a lot in a lot of situations. He does that like when we're out, out at restaurants. He chit chats with the waitress because I haven't made up my mind about what, what I want to <laughs> eat. And so he looks at me and goes, "Did I stall enough?" Um, I think that I would say I I've always appreciated and been fascinated by the Easter eggs with all the movies Um, and being able to go back to the very beginning and catching things that no matter how many times you, you heard them say a certain line, it didn't make sense until they released such and such movie. Like think about some of the early Iron Man where they talk about, um, the set was it the ten rings, seven rings? I always got the number wrong. Ten, ten rings. rings. Um, but it's it's you know referencing something that doesn't happen until much later. But you're not going to pick up on it because you don't know that they already have something planned. So I always I, I appreciate the fact that they 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 planned they planned what they were doing well enough that they could actually drop little hints that you don't realize that they're dropping. Yeah. Well, and I think something too, like if I could add something else is that like, I appreciate that, you know, Jordan, you're doing a rewatch right now of those. And I've went back and rewatched stuff. And this thing that I want to say is that every time I rewatch some of these projects, I see something new. Mm-hmm. Like I could watch them all a hundred times and I could find something new yeah. or hear something new or, or, or have some, su- some sort of new theory about what I think and why, um, yeah. So I think for me seeing especially like I I run back all the way back to the Avengers um just to see them all come together and the the nostalgia that came with it and just the the nostalgia I'm like I just oh my gosh like I love seeing that and then to see oh hey this is a this is a team that rotates like you're not always going to have these these characters and to see if you were to just watch Avengers Age of Ultron and then Infinity War and Endgame like those four movies tell a story within themselves and like it's so cool to see like you can watch certain characters like you don't have to watch in any specific order um and you can catch different character stories and i i love that cuz like you can you let's let's say 
just the way that like this whole coming together thing is. If you want to watch Captain America, it's pretty simple. You just Captain America, the first Avenger, Avengers, um, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Like that's that's Cap's story. But then you get to Bucky and you're like, you can watch First Avenger, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But, like, but you, you could also this. like have these contained stories where like you have Thor, you know, Thor, the Dark World, Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor, Ragnarok, like and watch those and just be content with that. Or Iron Man oh, 1, yeah. 2, and 3, or Ant-Man 1, 2, and 3, or just the Avengers movies. Yeah, like you could, that's a really cool content too. And like you have characters who come in later in the game, like Falcon, Winter Soldier, then he uh, he's in there for like a scene in uh, Age of Ultron. And then he was in uh, a scene of Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yep. And then he comes back for Civil War. And then he comes back for Infinity War Endgame and then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, he's in all these different projects. You go back with Rhodey. How many how many projects has Rhodey shown up in? I don't like, know. Don Is he Cheadle a shows up. Uh, yeah, okay, let's... let's <laughs> <understand that. laughs> Lord. See what I, I mean, did how many times has Don Cheadle shown up in a movie? <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> Or a series. <laughs> or, or on a series or whatnot. Like, like these these guys, it's so cool to see the interconnection because it's never been done on this kind of scale before. Mm-hmm. And what's cool, what I really think is cool is that with Marvel, Marvel has, has not only tried it, but they struck gold. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I get so excited about that. I get so excited about seeing these characters show up, especially when like, you go back and watch Thor the Dark World and Loki and Thor are walking through the pillars and he's he changes right at one pillar into Captain America. And you've got Chris Evans and he's like, man, this, uh, man, I love America, the flag, the red, white and blue. And Thor just is like, shut up. And like the next pillar, he's Loki again. And it's like those small little nods, like you said, Alicia, like it's just it's cool to see those moments. Um, I just I, I get so excited about it. Well, and I think too that they they've done such a good with their character development. Like you see, you see such good evolution with characters. You don't see characters that are they're never the same in more than one movie. They mm. evolve. They learn um, both good and bad lessons. Um, you know, you guys know that I'm a, and I'm sure the 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 listeners that if they listen to more than one episode with me, I love Loki. And I think that him going from, I mean, I he's never there, full. By the way. Of, I love Lucy. I love Loki. Uh-huh. Um, I don't get it. Jeez. Uh, anyway, um, I really like Loki. And seeing him, I mean, he's never fully a hero. Um, but you see kind of his evolution. Um and then we get to kind of start that journey all over again with him being in his own show where he's not fully the villain. He just wants to be powerful, but you see the evolution. You know, I think about the journey that, that Thor went through. I mean, he went from being spoiled brat to Ready losing to literally war. everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And go, I mean, his story alone, if you follow just him through the character, through, through the movies, Story's like lost. it's heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking, but they they've done a good job so that it these characters they're just they're never the same. They're always learning, or they're always trying to teach them something, even if they can't learn it right away. 
And sometimes that lesson goes two or three movies. Yeah. 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 So we, we've talked about phase one, two, and three. Um, fantastic storytelling. And I think this is the last question I'm going to have about it. Because phase three ends the time that we got Stanley in there. With his passing, um, guy was in his 90s. He lived a good long life. We didn't, we don't get Stanley cameos anymore. What was your favorite Stanley cameo in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? My initial thought, honestly, is Captain Marvel because that's the last one. And it's uh, just, it was just, or one of the last ones. It, yeah, it was, that's it was the, the one that happened one. right after he passed. Um, and it was just, it was just so, I don't know, it was just so sweetly done. Like she pushed the, the paper down and he was just sitting there staring at her and smiled. Do you know what he was reciting? So that, that that's actually a, a, not just comic book moment. That's actually another thing involved in it. Do you know what, what I he feel was like doing? you told me before, but I don't remember. So him and, and Kevin Smith, um, Kevin Smith is a, is a big name in the nerd world. Um, Kevin Smith actually had him come into a, one of his first movies that he directed called Mall Rats. And he was practicing his script for Mall Rats. And so like he's using the lines. And so she pulls the paper down and he's actually reciting Mall Rats lines. So yeah, it was, it was really cool to That's see that. I, I, I deeply appreciate that one. And that was the the one where they did instead of the Marvel scroll with it was red, they him. did it in blue and it was him, all of his cameos. Yeah. I, I also oh, yeah, like that was cool. I also really like Tony Stank. Yeah, Tony Stank. <laughs> we say Stank. that a we say that a lot to each other. Tony Stank. I got a package for uh, Mr. Tony Stank. Yeah. Especially because Rhodey just kind of really picked on him really hard about that. Oh yeah. Or maybe Wait, not. About Rhodey. You, bud? We don't know. Yeah, could be a scroll. Uh, I really like the the cameo in Ragnarok when he goes to cut it, cut Thor's hair. Okay, because he's like he's like don't don't you touch me. <laughs> he's like I am the god of thunder. He's like I'm just gonna take a little off the top. One of my favorite ones, and the, and the the machine that he's using to cut his hair just looks incredibly threatening. It's like Edward Scissorhands. Yes. On steroids. Like mm -hmm. that and like the Terminator or, or RoboCop or something got together and they're, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I, I have two that really stand out to me. Um, my favorite, again, comes from my favorite movie, The Winter Soldier, when he's when he's in the Smithsonian. He's like, oh man, I'm going to get fired because Cap steals the suit. And I was like, mm -hmm. it's really cool because I feel like that kind of plays off the general kind of feel like the oh i thought he'd be taller from the first captain america film and i was like oh that that kind of feels a little reminiscent of the way he he portrayed it and i was like oh that's cool um but the the flip side for me is i got to meet stan back in 2016 and so when i got to ask him a question at the q a i asked him hey is there a character like the watcher because everybody thought he was going to be the watcher that he was just showing up um as as a character throughout the mcu and he would be the watcher and i was like man that's really really cool if like he just continue if they could just figure out how to put him in all these movies and when they worked on it um i i asked him i said are would you like to be the watcher and he said man i can't hear you and and his handler um like 
kind of slaughtered my question. He kind of butchered it. Um, and he's like, he asked, do you want to be a specific character in, the, in Marvel? And he said, I'd love to be all of them. Um, what's really funny about that, though, for me, is the following movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And if you remember his cameo, he's sitting there with the Watchers. And he's saying, and this is what I did. And, and it kind of proved that he was one of the Watchers. He's an informant for the Watchers. And so he was he was sitting there talking with these these guys. And I was like, he was not allowed to tell me because he can't ruin his next his next mm-hmm. cameo. And they, that was literally the next movie. He'd already filmed it. Um, he'd already mm-hmm. done all that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I also, so it, it's just a special place in my part for that one. I also yeah. really enjoyed the homecoming one when uh, Peter's driving the bus. No, no, Peter, Peter's learning. That's the second one. When he when he pulls the guy's hand or head down, he's he ties him to the car with his and web. it sets the car alarm off, and everybody's like, "Don't make me come down there." Yeah, and then he yeah he, <laughs> he lifts the window up, and he's like, "How's your mother?" <laughs> he's talking <laughs> to the lady across the way. That's one of my other favorite ones. Those were, those were just I, I miss the days where we got Stanley uh, cameos mm-hmm. and all the all the stuff like those. I'm I'm looking at the list right now of the Disney Plus shows, and I was like. How cool would it be to see Stan in some of these shows? If it was just even once, not even per episode, just once in the series. Like, it would be really, really cool. I think I appreciate them in the the first three phases more because we don't get them anymore. Like, because that was oh, always yeah. one, something that we did when we were in the theaters. Or, like, I wonder where he's going to show up. Um, it was always a Where's Waldo. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a little bit more to your face because he, yeah. he had a speaking line. But it, it was one of those... You're there for a movie, especially when you get to movies like The Avengers, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy. You're mm-hmm. you're there because you want to see these really great moments, and you're like, oh, I'm so excited, especially with Infinity War and Ragnarok, when we were building those hypes and everybody's talking about it. I mean, I remember Thor Ragnarok came out, and people just – there was such a buzz about that movie. And I, I saw all these movies like opening weekend and things like that, um, typically opening night. But when I went, there was such a buzz and a hype for this movie. And I walked in, I was like, wow, that was worth it. But it was also really cool to see Stan. And like you, mm-hmm. you get those moments where it, you don't get those anymore. Like it, it, was, it was such a beautiful treasure and a gift. Um, non MCU, one of my all time favorites is Stan the Librarian from The Amazing Spider Man, where he's not paying attention. He puts the headphones on. And he's putting books away and Spider-Man has to save him from flying tables and all that with the lizard. I'm like, yeah, that was, those are cool. And we don't get them as much. Well, we don't get them at all anymore. Um, And, and me and Ollie were watching uh, some, some old, uh, I think it's ultimate Spider-Man cartoon um, where Drake Bell is Spider-Man and he's voicing the character in the cartoon and like Stan Lee voiced a lot of stuff and he's Stan the janitor. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, I miss, I miss Stan. So we've we've talked phases one through three. So let's let's talk some phase four and now five. Um, movie wise, what's what's been your favorite movie so far? Multiverse of Madness. Hands down, Multiverse of Madness. I mean, yeah, because I feel like you're going to say No Way Home. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> I mean, I love No Way Home too. Uh, but I just I don't know. I just felt really 
I don't know, inspired when I came out of seeing Multiverse of Madness. I went and saw that one twice in the theaters. And I just thought that Elizabeth Olsen did just such a good job as the Scarlet Witch. And just some of the cinematography in that movie. And I know that like some of the CGI gets some crap, but like I thought it was good. And mm-hmm. for them to, you know, I, you know, I know here at Nerd Talk, we just we speculated for like a year as to what was really going to happen with the multiverse. How are they going to handle the multiverse? How is the MCU going to be impacted by the multiverse? And I thought that they did a really, really good job with the concept of the multiverse here, especially in the multiverse of madness um, with how they talked about different universes and they kind of got back to where they started. And then like in projects after that movie, we thought, there was a good chance after multiverse of madness that everything was going to be up for grabs as far as multiverse, like yeah. was every project going to be a multiverse concept after that. What, what was the MCU going to look like after multiverse of madness? And so, um, I thought that that was not really, done a whole lot of that yet. Yeah. And I think that they did a really good job with, with Dr. Strange. And so like, not only that, you have a really good villain in, in Scarlet Witch, you have mm-hmm. a really good multiverse concept. And then you were able to bring in, Professor X, like not just Professor X, old man, Patrick Stewart, Professor X in the wheelchair from X-Men 97. It's like a nod to that whole thing. And then you get Reed Richards, you get the Illuminati, you get like this whole thing that we had never seen before. And, you know, up until that point, Doctor Strange just had to deal with the Ancient One and then basically the Avengers, right? And trying to save the world this is a whole different thing that Dr. Strange had never had to deal with before. And so, yeah, it was just a really, really good story. And I, and now I love to watch that movie just from time to time, just because it's, I think it's an easy watch too. Like it's not, I agree. Like we talk about the two hour, two and a half hour being kind of the, the time frame to, to, to sit in that movie just does a great job of, pacing two hours and six minutes and it yeah the pacing was great yeah and like i said i think that you know they introduced america chavez which is cool and i introduced new characters they you know did the multiverse thing you have scarlet which um yeah i think my favorite scene in that whole movie is at the at the beginning when he's in the apple orchard with her and then she kind of just moves her hand and it turns this beautiful everything apple just orchard. changes yeah it turns everything to ash and i'm like this is just going to be so good. Like, and like, I, did, I hadn't been excited about a villain for a long time. And so. Well, and I think what's cool is it's a villain, but it's not a villain. Right. Like it's just misunderstood. Right. Like Loki. <laughs> and you talk about Jordan, you talk about the, we talked just briefly about phase three, about the storytelling from Ragnarok through Endgame. Think about mm-hmm. WandaVision. If you watch WandaVision all the way through and then you watch Multiverse of Madness back to back. Like, oh yeah. At the end of that, you're like, why does she have the book of the damned? And then you find out uh as soon as you watch Multiverse Men's. Jordan, yep. were you gonna pick No Way Home? Uh I I'm gonna defer for a second. Alicia, what's your favorite project or well, your favorite movie? It took me a while to to find a list. Um and good old you're Wikipedia. You're gonna say Eternals, aren't you? Um, good old Wikipedia came through. No. Uh, and as I'm staring at the list between four and five, um, you know, we talked about how hard it is to choose 
how hard it is to choose one, just one between phases one through three, it's equally as difficult to find. With four and five? Yeah, like, I mean, but partially because there are some duds in there, like Eternals. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Love and Thunder. Um, I just... (laughs) That's it. We're watching Eternals tomorrow. (laughs) I'll read a book while you do it. Um, I just... (laughs) I, sorry. I I mean I kind of feel bad for saying that, but it's you know the truth. So you shouldn't feel bad about saying the truth. But um, I just I don't feel like there's a whole lot to pick from. I I didn't hate Black Widow, but it wasn't my favorite. I like Shang Chi, but I've seen it like once, so I really feel like I can't say it's my favorite if I only watched it one time. You've only but seen it was, that once. I'm pretty sure we've only watched it once, maybe twice. I'm pretty I guess, sure I've but... seen it like ten times already. <laughs> um, well, that's why you're I... so excited about everything because you've seen everything a hundred times. <laughs> um, you have Wakanda <laughs> forever. Hundred. <laughs> it's multiplied times ten. Oh, that's fair. You have you have Wakanda forever, which again wasn't a bad movie, but it was just so long, long. Um, yeah. and it was very emotional. So. You know, a part of me wants to stay multiverse um, because that I think that is one of the best ones of the phase. But I also really like Guardians 3. As emotional as it is, it just it pulls on your heartstrings the entire movie. But I have always really loved the Guardians characters. And I think that they did a good job of kind of bringing the, the Guardians as we knew it kind of to a good resolution so that they could keep continuing to tell that story where with a new set of guardians. Agreed. Agreed. So I think that I'll go with guardians three. That was the one I was going to go with. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 you're good. Because well, apparently, apparently you have to pick, but you just because I picked it doesn't mean you can't. Uh, that's true. I won't pick it because you've already picked it, but that's just because I want to make sure that we cover more content. But but the reality is, like, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, like, Guardians 1 was great. Volume mm-hmm. 2, for me, was a little bit forgettable um, in certain areas. Like, I, it wasn't my favorite. It, it might be more close to Ant-Man and the Wasp for me. Like, there's just moments that were good. But overall, it's not one, like, I won't sit down and be like, let's watch Guardians Volume 2, guys. Like, that's that's never going to come out of my mouth like a, hey, this is, like, I've got a plan. I'm watching through the MCU, so I'm going to watch that. Um, but it's not like a, hey, I'm going to just sit down and pick a random movie, and that's going to be the one. Like, that's never, never going to happen. Um, but Guardians 3, man, that was so good. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sad that, like, Yondu was gone, because I think Yondu would have been a great addition into that film. Um, just because it's such a family oriented film and I love the way that they used rocket without using rocket. Mm-hmm. Like that film was just, just fantastic. We've um, only seen it the one time. Oh, I've mm-hmm. seen it like three times, three or four we have, times. We've yet to go back and watch it. Cause I was just such a mess. Just because we knew it was going to be emotional. Yeah. Um, Shang-Chi has a special place in my heart. Um, that was the first movie that me and Bama went and saw together. Um, and, and I just, I really like the character. My problem is we just haven't seen him back since. Um, it's been two years and like, we haven't seen him in anything. And I'm like, Oh man. But, um, I guess I'll go with no way home as my favorite in there. Cause that, that was right there. Um, I, I love multiverse madness. I love, uh, Wakanda forever. 
I, I know you guys say, hey, it's it's kind of long, but I'm like, it just, I really, really liked it. It pulled on a lot of heartstrings and it, it was. It's a beautiful some, story. Oh, it is. Absolutely beautiful. It's like I said earlier, you could have shaved off some time with, um, with taking out their mom dying. That would have saved about 40 minutes in that, that <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, and it would have helped, but I think, I think no way home. The fact that you could bring in a multiverse film before the multiverse of madness happens. Um, and to, to be like, Hey, we're bringing in all these different villains. And I'm like, that doesn't mean that these villains can't show up again. It just means that they're not established yet. And I'm like, cause there's, there's a spot where, uh, Norman Osborn, Willem Dafoe is like, I can't find myself. I can't find Oscorp. I can't find all these things. And I'm like, okay. But if you end up wanting to bring in someone to play that character, like you could do it as a startup company that quickly takes root. And like within five years, boom, like you could put them in the next movie where, where Norman Osborn becomes a character. And then like by the, the third in that trilogy, he's, he's the ultimate villain. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you could handle these characters, but just to see Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe come back and, and Jamie Foxx, like those were really cool. And then to bring mm-hmm. back some OG Spider-Mans, um, like yeah. those guys, that was, it was cool to see that and the way that they brought them back. And um, I absolutely love when they look at Toby and said, what are you dressed as a cool youth pastor? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like I, those, those moments that, that I related to, I was like, oh, that was cool. But Tom Holland just really, just outdid himself in that film um, with acting, having to to lose Aunt May. I feel like phase four for all of our existing characters, it was a loss. Mm-hmm. Every single bit of phase four was a loss and not like a Thanos endgame loss. This was a, like, if you, if you go back, Black Widow really should have sat right between Civil War and uh, Infinity War, but we, we've already lost that character. Then Aunt May's gone, uh, Doctor Strange ends up losing the love of his life. Uh, Thor ends up losing the love of his life. Shuri ends up losing her brother and her mother. Uh, Ant-Man, which the theory at the end is that he didn't actually win that that movie. And that things things turned out a little different than what we are expecting. We're going to see that play out. I really hope that happens. But like him having to, to somewhat lose and then kind of gain. And then, I mean... Guardians was a complete loss of a emotional, like just trying to like figure out where do we as the fans sit because some of those characters have to walk away. But like, how many times did it set us up to be like, all right, we're gonna kill these characters, and then it doesn't? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I lost my mind in that film. Um, but no, I, I think No Way Home just was was done really really well, and I think it gets a lot of crap because you've got movies like Eternals and and. Uh, love and thunder in there um and even black widow not a lot of people liked that one i think coming off of endgame like micah said you're coming off of endgame and, and yes you had far from home but going into black widow that's that's a hard sell because you've already killed that character mm-hmm. like like you already missed people really don't want to care yeah people, people, you don't have the attachment there um no i won't watch the end of the that movie but i will probably put black widow between civil war and infinity war when i when i'm rewatching, i will probably put it somewhere in there just yeah. so that way it makes more sense context contextually mm-hmm. um but those those are some of those um but there's also in phase four we ended up getting the tv shows so with that which was your favorite series 
And Alicia, I'm going to let you go first because I have a feeling I know which one you're going to say. Well, and I, I <laughs> shocking, I want to say Loki, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to leave that one out and maybe, I don't know. I, Let's say your I, second I favorite. Go with your second favorite. Moon Knight. That way, Loki. Yeah, there we go. Moon Knight. It's, it was such a different story to be told. Um, I love the, is it Oscar? Oscar Isaac. Isaac. I can never remember his last name. Oscar Isaac did such a phenomenal job um, with that show. And it was just such a different, it, it was just such a different story. We, we learn, I think that it brought a lot of awareness to some of that mental health, you know, that some, that's a trend that we've been seeing culturally for the last couple of years. There've been, there's been a lot more awareness to, to, um, to things like that mental health. Um, so seeing a character that really is struggling with it and not really realizing, he, knowing that he's struggling with something, but not knowing what he's struggling with. Um, and I do think it's, it, it's also neat to see the different culture too, with all, like all the Egyptian. Um, I had a phase in middle school where I was fascinated with Egyptian things. Um, so seeing that on the screen too, is just, it's, it's neat because you get to learn something. So I'll, yeah. I'll say second favorite definitely is Moon Knight. Micah, we know your, your first favorites. I'm, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say uh, WandaVision. <laughs> so with that, if that's correct, what would be your second favorite of the nine? And we're going to say nine because I'm going to include the Groot shorts, the I am Groot shorts. Because there's been two seasons of that. So your your picks are WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, I Am Groot, She-Hulk, and Secret Invasion. And what if? Yeah, I'll throw a what if in there too. I'm supposed to remember all those? <laughs> Just <laughs> let's uh, see. Have you seen all of them? <laughs> I have seen all of them. For all of our listeners, he uh, he always gave me crap about not being able to catch up with the list that I gave him many, many moons ago. And so we've, we've been keeping him as the, as the shows come out, I've been like, Hey, have you seen this? Hey, have you seen this? Well, it's not a problem watching the shows that are now like that are yeah coming out these days out. in the last couple of years, since we've started nerd talk, like I'm pretty caught up with everything recent. It's the stuff that I haven't watched, like the defender series and Luke, all you the know, Netflix, Luke Cage yeah. and, you know, finishing Daredevil and finishing, you know, Jessica Jones and, you know, Iron Fist and all the different series that, you know, you and Will talk about. But like, however, I did watch all the Star Wars stuff, right? So <laughs> I did watch Bad Batch. I've watched Clone Wars. I've watched Rebels, you know, I'm pretty caught up on that front. So uh, back to the the series. Um Man. Because I'm going to say that your first was probably WandaVision, correct? I just really like that one. I thought it was great for being a nine nine part series and the whole, the way they filmed it, the decades that they were represented, kind of like a sitcom. I thought that um, both Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Paul Bettany. Yes, thank you. Paul Bettany just did a really good job. And anything that uh, Catherine Hahn is in is, is great. And so that was just a stellar cast. Uh, 
But if I wasn't picking that, Alicia, who did you pick? You picked Midnight. Did you not pick Loki? Well, he said to go with my second because I would have picked Loki. So I won't. Uh, Man, a hard, hard choice. She-Hulk? I really like She-Hulk. I don't know that I would have expected that. Okay. I'm trying to pick something completely not, you know, (laughs) expected because you took the one I was wanting to pick away from me. So you should feel incredibly bad about that. Uh, Well, Jordan, (laughs) you're not allowed to pick any of them because you're excited about all of them. Um, Uh, you're not actually, allowed to pick. You're actually, not allowed to pick Falcon and Winter Soldier. No, no, he's not allowed to pick. Hawkeye. Oh, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have even been top three. Hands Hawkeye. down, that would, that's not even that's not even top three. He's not um, allowed to pick Hawkeye. <laughs> okay, he so doesn't like Falcon three. and Winter Soldier as much as he likes Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay, fair. that's why I picked it. Correct. But so, he loves so Moon Knight you, and he loves Hawkeye. Correct. I, I sat I sat there and I looked at those two. If it probably I probably say Secret to, Invasion then. And right there. And I don't like Secret can, Invasion. I thought Secret Mike Invasion. Micah knows me garbage. like the back of his hand. Um <laughs> Secret yeah, Invasion I, was garbage. I disagree with you on so many fronts, and that's okay. It was great um, the last two episodes, and it took us a while to press the gas pedal and get there. But you but here here's the other thing though. Spy thrillers are never super fast paced. And so, like, for people who aren't into spy thrillers and who aren't into the, like, even even Fal- or the Winter Soldier at some points is is fairly slow, like st- like revving up that engine and like it starts to build, and in this series specifically, like it has to be slow as it starts to really build up and start to move forward. And I'm like, oh, Secret Invasion, I just I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye would have been my second, and then Secret Invasion being my third. With Moon Knight as the first, yeah, yeah, you know. I it. just appreciate the small screen stuff that Marvel did, every bit of it. You know, I joke about, you know, Secret Invasion not being my cup of tea. I just thought that they nailed it, all the small screen stuff, and like, oh, when absolutely. Bob I- when Bob Iger comes out and says we need to slow down, I'm like, dude, that small screen stuff is where it's You're at, killing it. and it got us well, through a pandemic. Um, it, you know, really connected some of the dots. It introduced new characters. And it gave you a weekly episodic kind of feel for shows that we had not had before, especially with the Marvel stuff. Yeah, or especially in or the whatever. MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you're giving smaller name characters, not your ABCD listers. Like you're going into the, the archives and you're like, okay, you know, we've got some big names, but we're really pulling up a lot of these smaller names. Um, and we're, we're giving them shows like Miss Marvel really like you're giving her a show like i thought that was cool that they did that i didn't really care for that show it was not my favorite but i liked it um she hulk she hulk was really really good um especially the first episode or two where she's training with with bruce banner i loved that i thought that was awesome there were a few episodes that that were a mess but i i i saw an article today where it said we've had one year of madison with one y and two n's yeah i saw that too. <laughs> Wongers. 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 <laughs> I just like there there are certain characters like you get Luis from the Ant-Man series and then you get Madison with one Y and two N's. 
Like you get these characters I, that show I think up. Why and I'm I like, picked, I, we, one of the reasons I picked She-Hulk was the randomness of it, right? Like you oh, get, yeah. you get Abomination, you get Wong, you get Daredevil, you get She-Hulk, you get Banner. Like so, it, it's just such a, it, it's just this weird conglomeration, amalgamation, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use. It's weird to see how it played out because I was expecting going in. I didn't expect a comedy. I expected something more like law and order um, where she was going to be taking on different clients. And like every episode, you're going to get a brand new hero or villain and you're going to have to see her like suit up and fight some crime. And like, it would kind of like help with some detective work or whatever. And it would help with her case. And I was like, Oh, like I could totally see that. And then like the overall arching one is going to be abomination. And like, she's going to have to be going through some inner struggle and you might see some Hulk in there. And I was like, That'd be really cool to see that. But I also love how, how quirky it was. And when she's like, uh, or she's talking to Bruce and he's like, yeah, I got a letter. Like we're like, I'm a whole new man. And she looks at the, the, and breaks the fourth wall. And she's like, huh? Because it's, it's the whole Edward Norton to, to Mark Ruffalo switch. And yeah. I'm like, that's, that was, that was cool. So yeah, I just, these characters, it's so cool to see how they're, they intertwine and how there's randomness to these things. And, and like when you look at Moon Knight, I, I Moon Knight is my favorite out of the nine um, that are on my list. Well, and then we'll tend with with what if, um, but out of these like live action CGI'd pieces that are in the the mainstream, I love Moon Knight because you can do a fight scene in a truck that's moving, and we never see anything, and it gets me just as much hyped as it would be to see him kicking butt and taking names, like when he's going down the the mountainside. And like he blacks out and then he should, or he wakes back up and he looks around and like, there's a dead body hanging out of the door. And like, there's a gun in his hand and he's like, what? And like, he's trying to piece it together. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really, really cool. So, but uh, guys, we're running out of time and and I just want to thank you guys for letting me, uh, me nerd out on this one. Like I was so, so excited to start talking. Do you want to give any brief thoughts about phase five? Before we wrap you know, it up, like, I mean, I, I know, know we're only a couple projects a question. in. Yeah. So we're, uh, Quantumania, one, Guardians 3. And Secret, Secret Invasion. 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 <clears throat> so, and, and Group Season 2. We'll, yeah. we'll throw that in as a, as a Phase 5. Um, you know, what, what else, what else in Phase 5? Uh, some upcoming projects being the Marvels, the Marvels. Thunderbolts, Deadpool 3, Captain Deadpool America, 3. Brave New World, Blade. And then for the TV shows, at least the list that I'm looking at, Loki season two, what if season two, Echo, Agatha, Dark Hole Diaries, Ironheart, and Daredevil Born Again. How many times are they going to change the name of the Agatha show? <laughs> Coven of Chaos. What was the, Harkness? the other one? Wasn't there some, House of Harkness, Harkness was the first House one. Of House of Harkness, yeah. They're on the third one now. Dark Hole Diaries. Yeah, I, you know, I think the ones that I'm most excited for absolutely is going to be Daredevil um, out diaries. of the TV shows. <laughs> um, I, th- I think that Daredevil is going to be the one show that I'm most excited for because it, it was originally slated for what 18 episodes. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. I'm really excited yeah, for 18. that one if it stays that way. Um, movie wise, I'm I'm ready to see what they're going to do with Blade to bring in some more monsters to bring in the darker side. Um, Daredevil is, or not Daredevil, um, Deadpool is going to be hysterical. Um, I expect that just to be 
one that's going to drop or drop our jaws, um, drop our jaws. <laughs> um, but we're, we're, I think that's going to be really, really cool. Um, I'm not as excited for a brave new world as I thought I was going to be. Hmm. I thought that was going to be one I'd be excited for. I, I'm more excited for Daredevil and for uh, Deadpool uh, and Blade. Uh, oh, and 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 Deadpool. Um, those those are the three projects I think I'm the most excited about. I'm ex- I think I'm going to be really excited for Echo when we get closer to it. Um, but other than that, I've not given too much thought to the others. Loki. By the time this episode drops, Loki will be a few few episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I actually forgot until you sent something earlier today, Micah, that Loki drops next week. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, the week week after. Do what? Ah- Ahsoka's got one more week, and then they're going to do Loki season two the week after that. I think it's the same day. I think I don't think they overlap, right? Oh, because it's it's October third is the last Ahsoka and then they'll do like October 8th or whatever, 9th, 10th or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll still have a, we've still got a little bit of time, but I totally forgot that it was dropping and I was like, Oh yeah, we are right at Loki. Aren't we? I mean, no surprise for me. I'm looking forward probably to, to Loki season two the most. And then at least for a TV series and then for movies, I mean, I'll be curious to, to about Blade just because I'm. Um, actually, so Ahsoka drops the last episode on October third, Tuesday, and then Loki season two starts the Thursday, the, the two days later, October fifth. That's what it is. Okay. okay, so the same week we're gonna same get. Week. We're gonna get the but last. They're not the, the same first. day like they've been. Same doing day. With, okay. Yeah. 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 It's, so it's, it's yeah. Same, week, same week, but yeah. But There'll be a little bit of breathing room. Sorry, Alicia. You're fine. Um, I mean, Blade, I'm curious to see kind of what they're going to do with the whole vampire thing. Um, that will mean going back and watching the Blade movies because I've never seen them. Um, and then I am looking forward to Deadpool 3 simply because I'm such a huge X-Men fan. So I'll be curious to see how much they're actually Hugh going Jackman to bring and in. And all these other- yeah, like I just I've always been a huge X-Men fan. So I'm curious to see how they're going to how much they're going to do, because I mean, we've seen like all these, you know, theories and fan things like Micah sent me one the other day that was like, they're going to basically kill all of the X-Men um, characters that existed. They're going to kill them all in Deadpool three. And I was like, I mean, how many of them were, are we actually going to see that are going to be the same actors that we've seen in the other X-Men movie? So Could they be I'll variants. Be, yeah. So I'll just be curious to see how, how they weave that in. I heard that uh, they're going to bring in like, four or five different actors who have been named for in the running for uh, Wolverine. And they're looking to bring a Wolverine into 616, the main MCU line. And that's what Hugh Jackman and Deadpool, uh, Ryan Reynolds, that that's kind of like their mission. They're trying to bring someone over into the main universe. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately it's going to be, no, nah, we're just bringing Hugh Jackman in. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like I heard Daniel Radcliffe is going to be there um, as, as a variant. And like, they're going to kill him. I was like, are we are we gonna have a scene like in Deadpool two when he's got X Force going and like they like Brad Pitt grabs the lightning or the the uh the electrical wires and I'm like, are we gonna have this just terrible scene? So I don't know what's gonna happen there. I think like, for what me, are you excited about 
Yeah, yeah, I think for me, definitely Deadpool 3. Like, my brother Lonnie is a huge Deadpool fan. Um, and I know that he's really excited about that. Uh, we try to go see that with him when that happens. Um, and completely random, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see for series, probably Daredevil. But then I'm also kind of excited to see Thunderbolts because I want to see, I mean, not that it's the same thing, but like they did such a good job with James Gunn's The Suicide Squad movie. I kind of want to see Marvel stab at like having a bunch of bad guys go at it, you know? Or like subpar superheroes like the Red Guardian. Yes, absolutely. Or the so Taskmaster. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see John Walker have to deal with, with the Red Guardian. Because I feel mm-hmm. like there's going to be that Boy Scout, and then there's going to be like another Cold War happening on screen. And Bucky having to be the one who's going to have to kind of work through that. Bucky will be like the voice that. of reason. Mm. Him and Yelena. I think, I think there might be a romance there that might, might happen. I love Yelena's character. I think she's really great. She's a really good actress. I'd be on board with that. Yelena in in uh, Hawkeye. I want to see her and Kate Bishop together more. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the buddy cop film I want to see. I just want to see her have to like make a phone call to Kate and be like, "Listen, I'm dealing with a bunch of idiots. I need you to talk me off the ledge." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like I need that scene. Yeah. So. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking Marvel with me. I've been so hyped to talk about it. Um, So thank you again. Um, With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. But guys, thank you so much to all of our listeners who who check us out every week and and follow along. You can check out all of our podcasts that we've done so far on Podbean. Um, All the other streaming sites, I think, are starting to cut off certain episodes because we've actually outdone uh, their, their number. I think they only hold like 100 and we're at like 140 now. Um, so if you want to check out some of our earlier episodes, you can go and check that out. You can go see when Micah first came on with WandaVision um, way back in, in March of, or was it uh, May of 21, right? Is that when you came on? Galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun journey, but if you want to hear some of our older stuff, check us out on our Podbean website. Um, and if not, you can just keep listening through Spotify, Apple, um, all the other places that you can find your podcast so with that you can catch us next time here on nerd talk